Jesuits of Canada and the United States, this is AMDG. I'm Eric Clayton. And I'm Megan Leach. And today we have a, a fun, special, a little bit different of an episode for you. Today, uh, Meg and I are going to be reflecting back on our experience uh, from a recent trip we took up to New York City, where we visited uh, some of the Jesuits who are in Chiswick Hall, which is a, um, a house of first studies, a, a part of the Jesuit formation. Yeah, we had a great time up in the Bronx um, with some of the Jesuits who are in first studies there. Yeah, so stay tuned because you'll get to hear from some of those Jesuits, some of the folks they work with, and of course, more from me and Meg. So first studies is, you know, right after the first two years of, of novitiate, um, Jesuits in formation then go on to do a master's in philosophy. Um, so they're there to do what it sounds like to, to study. Um, and we got to spend a few days with the guys um, and the community that they're with. And it was a really exciting time. And what's really special about Chiswick Hall is it's it's really the uh, kind of a new frontier in Jesuit formation. It's a very intentional response to um, an invitation really by the Global Society and, and Fathers General um, of the last few years um, to integrate, to look at how uh, education and academics are necessarily integrated into the life of the Jesuit. A life of a Jesuit, of course, involves not just academics, but um, spirituality, uh, you know, being being present to and with members of a community, engaged in acts and works of justice and charity and, and compassion and mercy, right? So here's Father Bill Sheehan, the rector at Chiswick, to explain more. The study here isn't limited exclusively to what we call traditional academic work, but uh, we also have woven in a component of what's called praxis education, where working with our praxis partners in and around the Bronx community, um, we're um, forming, educating uh, these Jesuits for, um, for ministry by direct contact with um, people serving and being served uh, who are poor and marginalized persons here in the Bronx, as well as um, their uh, spiritual formation. The, the whole point of, of this new way of doing first studies, um, this, you know, this key moment in formation, is that Jesuits will uh, be able to grapple with the world in a more holistic uh, way than um, than than perhaps a you know unintentionally siloing different aspects of their of their formation. So I thought that was a really cool thing and and is important even for us non Jesuits, right? Meg? Yeah, exactly. I think some people who are listening might be saying, you know, okay, like wh why do I care about how Jesuits are are being formed? Um, but I think for us, you know, as as lay collaborators of the Jesuits, and also for you know anyone who's interested in, I think a wider mission of reconciliation um, with other people, with with God, with the environment. You know, this kind of grounding in this holistic training. Um, is really important, um, and I think it's something that's going to help sustain these guys um, for for long careers um, in in Jesuit work. Um, and I think there are things that we can take away from that too um, about how do we build intentionality um, 
and you know holistic perspective into our own lives. Let's hear now from Nate Cordes, a Jesuit in formation at Chiswick. I see formation as that, as that building up of wholeness. Through Jesuit formation, I feel that building up of community, something that starts with my brothers here in the house, something that starts at mass, something that starts in a conversation late at night in the dining room, and then spreads out from, from that welling up within. And I find it at other places too. I find it at the Easter cookout at um, the Calderones that we had. I find it um, in the trilingual Easter liturgy that I only understand about half of. This, again, this welling up, this sense of belonging, even when that sort of belonging is something new and different. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a really wonderful challenge to think about. You know, it's easy to separate our work lives from our, uh, you know, our social lives or, um, you know, to think about, oh, I, you know, I'm an academic, I'm, I'm, or I'm a writer, and I really focus on this area. Um, but to, to really kind of engage that challenge of, okay, well, how does writing on or, or thinking about, um, you know, X actually influence the rest of your life? You know, how, does the, how do the things that I write um, impact how I parent or impact how I engage with neighbors? Um, you know, how, how am I living a, a holistic, you know, you know, life? Or what's that? What's that great Jesuit uh, uh, Latin, right? Cura personalis, right? We're caring for for the whole person, and and that means that we can't, um, you know, uh, break ourselves into these silos that then, uh, you know, don't talk to each other. Yeah, and I think you know, how do we live in community? I think that's a question that we're all asking right now, and you know year two, entering year three, I guess, of, of a pandemic, right? Um, <laughs> it never ends. Um, so how do we how do we cultivate community, you know, where our feet are online? Um, there are lots of different ways to do that. Um, and how do you enter that with, I think, humility um, and thoughtfulness? Yeah, I, I, that's a great point. And it really, I think, sets up what, uh, again, the, the rationale behind having Chiswick Hall in the Bronx, right? Because the Bronx is such a, a wonderfully uh, diverse you know, ecosystem, you know, snapshot really of, of, of the you know, fullness of humanity. You have, um, you know, people that have lived there for, for generations. You have new immigrants. You have people, um, you know, that are, that are struggling with, with poverty or, or, or to find permanent ho um, housing. And then you have, um, you know, the great Fordham University, you know, great universities sitting right there at, at, at the feet of, of the Bronx, you know, right? You have, uh, you know, all sorts of different um, problems and opportunities and challenges and strengths all mixed into one. Uh, and that's a real uh, great way for, for, you know, for any of us, but particularly for, for Jesuits or, or for those, you know, folks that are, uh, you know, committed to the Ignatian tradition uh, to really, as you said, Meg, um, you know, put their you know, feet firmly on the ground there and, and get a good look around, see who, uh, not, not so much how can I help, how can I, what can I bring to the table, but what do I need to learn? You know, what are the needs here? What are people already doing and, and, um, uh, and looking for? Uh, and how is God inviting me to participate? Here's Bill Sheehan again. So we find ourselves in a part of New York City, um, very diverse, um, but made up of a number of people of uh, lower socioeconomic means, uh, poor and marginalized persons, immigrants of all types from around the, the world, really. Um, and what better place, what better context from which uh, are guys to be coming out of Novitiate just as they're learning on their own what it means to be a Jesuit today 
but to study from this place, to be doing philosophy and theology studies from the perspective and in accompaniment of people who live in a community like the Bronx. Now you'll hear from Ty Walbrink, who's a Jesuit in formation at Chiswick. So I'm from the Midwest, grew up in a lot of white contexts, grew up in a city still, but living in the Bronx and working in the Bronx has really just introduced me to different levels of what does it mean for humans to suffer, humans to struggle? What does it mean for a person to come to this country? Uh, what does it mean for a person who, who doesn't have much, but who can still find God active in their life in the course of their every day? This next voice is Juan Nunez, a case manager at POTS, or Part of the Solution. That's where Ty has his praxis placement. This community is beautiful. We support each other. Uh, but we do need a lot of help and a lot of the folks here are dealing with systemic issues that you know are far out of our control even on POTS. But I just want them to understand that this is a community. Um, the Bronx is beautiful um, and just to carry them with them wherever they go. Whenever they hear somebody bring up the Bronx, they always want to say negative things about it. I want them to say, no, I was in the Bronx and that's not how it is. This is the real Bronx and I want them to take them with them wherever they go. So the way this works for the Jesuits at, at Chiswick Hall is, you know, they have their uh, their their philosophy studies, um, but they also have uh, one day a week that's dedicated to a praxis component where they're in the community working with and learning from the community. So they have um, mentors. Um, who are community leaders, you know, whether it's at the, the parish in the Bronx um, that the Jesuits are affiliated with or at a social service center um, or at, you know, Rikers Island prison. Um, they have these people that, that they're learning from, which I think is a really important part of this as well. Not only are they doing the work, um, but again, it's about that humility of, of going in and, and not imposing what, you know, the Jesuits think um, needs to be done, but learning from the community. And so I got to sit in on um, a conversation between some of the guys who are doing ministry at Rikers Island um, with their mentor, who is a guy named Michael Pagan, um, who's formerly incarcerated there. Um, and so I was listening to them kind of grapple with these really, you know, dark and difficult issues of people who are who are facing really um, deep desolation. Um, and, you know, these guys... They're they're relatively young. This is one of their first kind of like big placements. So they're they're processing that with um, with someone who's been there. And he was able to give them kind of that that personal perspective of this is what it felt like for me when I was incarcerated. Um, and I think that that is an incredible um, space to be able to navigate um, and to be able to to really learn from um, and to be able to process together. Here's Nate Cordes again. The key question of Ignatian spirituality is the question that Jesus keeps asking in the Gospels, which is, who do you say that I am? Because every day in my time in the classroom with the people that I meet in the Belmont neighborhood, they all ask the same question. They all want to be known, to be named, and uh, invite me into a relationship with them. And that relationship, I think, is grounded in um, the love that I have from Jesus. I see God working in the lives of my fellow students in the classroom, um, whether they are Catholic or not, in my conversations that I get to have with folks at Our Lady of Mount Carmel, um, folks that I teach in my English as a Second Language classes, 
all of these unique opportunities to encounter and to share with another person, um, to come to know how God is working in their life. I think this is such an important model for these guys to have, you know, relatively early in their Jesuit formation because, you know, it they're not going to be at Chiswick Hall forever. Um, they're not going to be in the Bronx forever, most likely. You know, a lot of Jesuits get mission maybe multiple times over their lifetime. Um, and so you kind of have to start building that community from scratch. So I think it's really important that like early on, they're learning that this is, you know, a, a way to be in community so that when they go somewhere else, um, get mission somewhere else, you know, they can kind of start right there with how do I build relationships with the community? How do I learn from community leaders about what is needed, you know, um, which I think is is a really important model in, you know, movements of justice um, and community leadership that, that we're seeing today. And I think it's also, um, it fits so well with the Ignatian way of proceeding, right? Just Ignatian spirituality, you know, being a contemplative in action means, um, you know, again, what does Walter Burkhardt say, right? Uh, taking a long, loving look at the real. You know, you don't come in and impose, you know, what you imagine is the, are, are the needs or, or imagine are the solutions. You sit with and let uh, your reality sink into you so that you understand, you see kind of how God is speaking, um, how God is speaking through the people that are that are already there um, and then how God is inviting you with your unique gifts to, to respond. And I think that's where that, um, you know, very Ignatian, again, way of proceeding uh, fits in and, and, and is you know, manifested in the way Chiswick Hall is is, uh, is 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 built. You know, just just you know, programmatically, but also in in the kinds of Jesuits um, they're trying to uh, to form. And of course, this isn't to say that the you know Jesuits you have to go through Chiswick Hall to to be formed this way. Of course not. I think it's it's more of Chiswick Hall is a real um, clear. Uh, again, I don't want to overuse the word manifestation, but she's like a manifestation of. Um, of kind of what we all kind of know and feel to be the right way to proceed in the Ignatian tradition. Um, and I think it's a great culmination of, of that prayer and reflection. Yeah. And I think one of the places that we saw that the uh, strongest was um, at one of the praxis placements called part of the solution, um, which is a social service center in, in the Bronx. It was actually founded by um, a Jesuit in 1982. Um, and so two of the Jesuits are, are working there for their placement. Um, and it started out as this, you know, soup kitchen providing food to um, people who are unhoused in the Bronx community. And it's quickly grown to provide all these wraparound services, you know. So um, in addition to a daily lunch meal, um, they have showers, they have mail services for people who might not have a permanent address, and they also have case management workers, some of whom we got to to talk to and who you'll hear from, um, who are helping these people find, you know, permanent housing um, and and stable jobs um, and, and things like that. Every Wednesday as part of my praxis, I come here to POTS, which stands for a part of the solution. So POTS was actually founded by a Jesuit priest at Fordham about 40 years ago. And uh, since then it has grown from primarily a uh, soup kitchen to now which is a comprehensive community service organization that offers uh, food programs, uh, but also offers day-to-day -day services such as having showers, a medical, a dental clinic, uh, people can keep their mail here, uh, to having 
uh, services that help people really gain and see sufficiency for their life. And what this has really impressed upon me in my time here at POTS is just the level of burdens that people around us do carry. You know, burdens they might carry as an undocumented immigrant, burdens they might carry as someone who lost their job in the pandemic, burdens they might carry as someone who has um, children with various mental illnesses or disabilities that they may not have the resources uh, to necessarily fully, fully help out with. But what has struck me in the midst of all of this is how joy finds a way, uh, resilience finds a way, um, and, and for some of our clients especially, how God is still active in the midst of all these struggles. We were there for for a lunch service um, and it was, you know, the end of the month. So there were lots of different people there, um, some people who who might be on house, some people who maybe do have stable housing, but, you know, their their paychecks are stretching thin. It's the end of the month. So they're coming in for a meal with their families. Um, and so in that way, it was really a, a microcosm of the Bronx. It was really great to see. Um, and I think you and I both felt all this energy at, at POTS. Um, it's a real community stronghold. I'm always struck um, by, I mean, so again, POTS is a it's a it's a big operation. There's a lot of people working there. They're they're um, they're they're serving and ministering to a lot of people. They have a lot of volunteers. Um, so I was struck why they just invited us right in, right? You know, they. I mean, it's not like they didn't have a million other things to do. But you know, here we we come with our with our camera equipment and our, our audio you know stuff and um you know and, and and several of the of the staff members you know Stephanie and and Juan and others you know make themselves available to to talk with us. And I just feel like that um is a demonstrates the. Um, as you said, the excitement for the mission, the desire to share the mission and the stories, um, and, and also the hospitality that is just kind of built, like built into the walls there. Um, and what we heard from from so many of the folks that we got to talk with was, you know, just a, a passion for the Bronx, an excitement um, about the people in the community, not a sugarcoating, you know, not not a, a you know, you know, pretending that there aren't um, you know injustices and 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 um, and struggles because there certainly are. Um, but but a but a real desire to to push past that narrative um, and and help people to really see that hey there are really good people here doing really good work at a place that they really love um, and that and that should be remembered uh, and held up as as we're thinking about um, you know the Bronx and again um, you know what a great place to to center um, you know a place of Ignatian reflection but but a place where there's love and, and desire for for community. I hope that the Jesuits. Uh, get a sense of what it is to be in community and also for I hope the Jesuits uh, are able to navigate through those negative stereotypes associated with folks that come to pantries that come and apply for SNAP and are on food stamps and and I hope that they understand that the issues are systemic um, that people that come here for the food pantry don't just come for the food right they it's some it's a bigger issue that's happening not just in the Bronx, but in the country. The Bronx for me is, is a reflection of the entire country. I think if you come to the Bronx, you can see just based on what's happening here with the housing, with uh, healthcare, with food insecurity, that's the reflection of the entire country. That again was the voice of Juan Nunez. So in many ways, you know, Chisicol is, uh, again, as we said, an experiment, but, but I think there's a, a lot of hope um, in this model and this kind of 
uh, new way of proceeding this you know discovering how can we better integrate all the facets of jesuit life um to the future of the society and and we heard a lot of great reflections from um, the folks we talked to about what are their hopes for the jesuits that uh that leave chiswick hall you know and they go on to their next the next stages of formation and one of the things i think that was actually really cool is is when we left we left chiswick hall uh and and you know we were you know back in our homes and um and we got a, a ping from um, um kevin yonkers tals who who's a chiswick's director of praxis learning and he was excited because father general arturo sosa was uh kind of doing a, a q a webinar um, with, with Jesuits in formation. And he singled out Chiswick Hall uh, as, as, a, as a hope for the society. You know, this is a real, something that the, the, the whole global society is, is looking to, to see, um, to see what, uh, you know, what can be learned. I can give all of you a good new news about that. Now in the United States is beginning a, a new program that is really ambitious in that sense, not only to, to combine living in a popular area yeah, and to go to uh, a good university, to have a, a, a good level of studies, but to integrate the reflection of the philosophy and what you are living in your, in your area. Now they are doing that in New York in a in a in a uh, popular area in Iran, going to Fordham University and not only involve Jesuits but also the teachers of philosophy trying to 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 make the philosophy answer questions that comes from where you are living in your environment and and in the connection with the neighborhood you no know, and the, with and with the the situation of the of the world at the same time, I, I was constantly impressed. Um, Father Bill Sheehan, the, the rector, um, he, you know, he, he knew that. He knows that. The whole team there knows that this, um, you know, the Chiswick Hall is, is a, uh, an experiment, you know, to be learned from. But but there's there's such a focus and a care and concern for the formation of the guys there in, in their care. Um, their, their focus is on how can we, uh, you know, serve and minister to these you know these Jesuits here information, and how can we be good partners uh, in in the Bronx community? Um, and if we're doing that, then we're doing all we have to do. And if there's there's lessons to be learned for the global society, fantastic. I would hope they would come away with a a deepened ability to appreciate context and the role of context and how that plays out when we're um, not only addressing questions but striving to do ministry. So I think if we're going to leave our uh, our listeners with a little spiritual task, I would say, um, you know, take a look at where your feet are, uh, and from that point, take a look around and see what's what's there, who's there, um, what what, how can you bring your full self to that uh, to that environment, um, and 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 what what do you have to learn? You know, who are the wisdom fi- figures that you might want to um, sit and learn from right there in your own uh, in your own immediate community? Absolutely. Meg, it's been great having you uh, on the podcast today. It's been great being here. It's been here. great having Hope you. Hope come back. Yeah. <laughs> AMDG is a production of the Jesuit Conference of Canada and the United States and recorded at our headquarters in Washington, D.C., and occasionally in my basement. This episode was edited by me, Eric Clayton. Our theme music is by Kevin Lasky. The Jesuit Conference communications team is Mike Jordan Lasky, 
Marcus Bleach, Megan Leapsch, Beggy Sindelar, and me, Eric Clayton. Connect with the Jesuits at Jesuits.org and on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Get weekly email reflections by visiting Jesuits.org weekly. If you or someone you know would like to learn more about becoming a Jesuit or Jesuit life in general, connect with your local vocations promoter at BeAJesuit.org. Drop us an email with questions or comments at media at Jesuits.org and subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And as St. Ignatius may or may not have said, go and set the world on fire.